Kiddushin Dafim Gimel, the last thing we were discussing, was not being able to make a shaliyah lidvar avera, but by me'ila, misuse of Kodesh, one can make a messenger to misuse the Kodesh, and he'll count as he did something wrong, and he has to give that extra korban. And the reason we don't learn to the rest of the Torah from me'ila is because there's two psukim that tell me the concept that you can't make a shaliyah for an avera. There's one over here by me'ila, and the second one, according to Beit Hillel, is sending uh, a messenger to hurt or to slaughter or to sell an animal that you're watching for someone else. So whenever there's two psukim that tell me the same thing, you can only learn it for these two psukim nowhere else. And according to Bet Shammai, he learns it from if someone stole an animal and he told the messenger to go slaughter it, he is still obligated. So here you have two psukim and they're teaching us the same thing. You can't learn it for the rest of the Torah. And with that, we're going to start Mem Gimel Amud eight lines in. In the middle of the line, where it says "Hani Haleman de Amar," so this all makes sense according to the Rabbi who hold the Amar Sheneket Uvim Avim Kehad and Melamdim. If there's two psukim telling us the same concept, it's only for these two psukim and nowhere else. Elo Leman de Amar Melamdim. According to the Rabbis who hold, you do learn it for other places. My Ikalim Amar. What are you going to say? You could still learn it for other places, and we should learn from Meila to the rest of the Torah that there is a concept of making a shaliyah for an avira. So the Gemara explains, because the Torah said in regards to someone slaughtering Kodashim outside of the Azara, which is a huge avira, if you do it on purpose, it's kared by mistake, you have to bring a korban hatat. And over there it says, Dami hashev dam shafach. It, it, it says the extra word, who, it's only if he himself slaughtered that animal, not if he hired a shaliyah or he told the shaliyah to do it for him. Because you can't make a shaliyah to do an avera. So the Gemara says, okay, so we see that you can't make a shaliyah for an avera by shechting something outside. What about the rest of the Torah? How do we know that you can't make a shaliyah for an avera? So the Gemara explains the alif We're going to learn from Hutz that you can't make a messenger for to do an avera. It's going to be like a binyan of sort of learning. The Gemara says the alif mishehutehutz. If we're learning from slaughtering a kodashim outside, nelef mehanach. Why don't we learn from meila teviham chira or shelihut yad? So you got two and one. Learn it from the two. So Hadar Katav Rahman, that's why the Pasukata say again, Vinichrata Ishahu, it says that person's going to get karet, but it says the word hahu again. In the beginning it said Dami Hashivla Ishahu. And now it says Vinichata Ishahu. why are you saying Hahu twice? If we don't need Hahu for this Anyan, because I already learned what I have to learn, that you can't make a shaliyah for Avera. From the word Ahu, we're gonna to learn to the entire Torah that you can't make shaliyah to Dvar Avera. So now, but according to the one who holds that if there's two psukim teaching me the same principle, you don't learn it for the rest of the Torah. What does he do with the extra? What does he do with dami hashev laishahu or venichrat haishahu? What does he do with extra? So the Gemara will tell you, had one of the hahus, coming to exclude a case if two people are holding a knife and slaughtering Kodashim outside together that they don't have to give a korban hatat. 
and had and the other one who velo anus it's only if he was doing it he knew what he was doing he was competent he had full intent and not if they forced him to slaughter it outside then he wouldn't have to give the korban who velo shogeg him and not by mistake who velo mutaeh a mistake would be shogeg would be if he, there was in front of him animals that were kodashim and holin and he slaughtered the animal that was kodashim and he thought it was holin okay it's his fault and mutaif the mistake and if someone told him this is a holin animal and he slaughtered it okay he doesn't have to give a korban it's only if he knew what he was doing so the gemara says ve'idach okay according to the one who holds that two psukim that come together you can you can learn it from uh, to the rest of the torah and he uses ahu ahu to tell me that you know, there is no shalih lidbar avera in the rest of the Torah. So he'll learn that you have to be in your right mind with the correct intent. Mehu hahu from that extra haze. It could have said hu, but it said hahu. Veidach, and according to the one who said two psukim with the same principle, you don't learn. What does he do with extra he? Hu hahu ulodari. She doesn't learn anything from that extra he. Now the Gemara asks, If someone tells the messenger, go kill this person, who Hayav, the messenger, the one who killed, is guilty. The one who sent him is Patur. Why? Because there's no Shalih al-Baravira. Shamaya Zaken Omer Mishum Hagai Hanavi. So Shamaya Zaken has a Kabbalah all the way back from Hagai, the, the, the prophet. Sholhav Hayav, no. The one who sent him is also a guilty. Shene'emar, because this uh, this talks about David. David sent Uriah Hiti trying to cover up for the Avira with Bacheva. He sent Uriah Hiti to the front lines and he got killed. And Natana Navi comes to David to give him rebuke and tells him, Oto harakta Amon. You killed him with the sword of Bene Amon. Meaning, the, the fact that you sent him there and he got killed, it's your fault and it's as if you killed him. So, so what's Shammai Hazakin's reason that he's, uh, he's saying that the one who sent him is guilty? We know that there's no Shadiyah Dvaravera. So, he learns whenever you have two psukim telling us one principle, you can learn it for the rest of Shas. And he doesn't learn that extra hey to tell me that uh, it's only here, nowhere else. Or you could say he did learn that extra hey. Umay hayav, hayav bedine shamay. What does that mean, hayav? It doesn't mean he's obligated in a human court, but uh, no, he's guilty in shamayim. So, it sounds like you're telling me that according to Tanakama, he's arguing on Shemazakin and you're trying to tell me that just by causing someone's death is not good enough to, to be Hayav in Bideshamayim. No, the difference between Tanakama and Shemazakin would be. What type of punishment would he deserve from Shamaim? According to Shamai, as I can, he is deserving of a big punishment because it's as if he killed him himself. And according to Nakama, he's only a cause of death, not the actual killer. And his punishment wouldn't be as bad. Or you could say, Shani Hatan, you have to say it's different by murder. Because the Pasuk says, It says, David, you killed him with the sword of Bene Amon. Veidach and Tanakama will tell you, Hare lecha keherev bene amon. 
we're going to compare this as if you killed one of the people of Ammon. The same way, if you killed one of the Ammon people, you're not punished on it. Same thing, you're not punished for him. Why? Because Moret bin Malchut, at the end of the day, he rebelled against the king. Because he told David, I'm not going back home. Like David told him to go back home. He's trying to cover up the situation with Bathsheba. And he, he David told him, go home. And he said, I'm not going home. Because Uriah said, My master, Yoav, uh, and all, my, the, the, all the slaves of, your, of the king are out there at war. And I'm going to go back home. And the fact that he called Yoab uh, his master in front of David, that's called rebelling against the king, and he deserved to die right there. That's the way that she explains it. Tosfot doesn't understand. Usually when you give kavod to one of the king's servants, that's kavod for the king. So Tosfot explains, no, the disrespect, the rebellion against the king was, he told you to go home, eat, drink, do your thing, and you didn't. Therefore, you're considered rebellious. And Amar Abayim Timtzel Omar, if you want to say like we originally explained that according to Shammai, two psukim with the same principle, we do learn other mitzvot from it. He doesn't learn anything with that extra he, and therefore someone who sends someone to kill someone, he himself is guilty. Still, Shammai agrees. If you told him, I want you to go be with one of the Irva or go eat something not kosher like the prohibited fat. Over there, everyone, even Shammai will agree that the Shaliyah, the messenger, is guilty and the one who sent them is Patur. Why? We never saw in the entire Torah this person enjoying and benefiting and that person guilty. And uh, if anyone has uh, free time, there's a famous uh, Baruch Ber, the Rebekat Shmuel, explains that there's a difference between Averot. There's Averot where your body enjoys, like eating fat, like Be'ilav uh, and Avera. And then there's actions like uh, killing. And it's very good to look into it. Next, Itamar, it was stated in the Bet Midrash, Rav said if someone was uh, sent as a messenger to be Mekadesh, a woman, Reuven sent Shimon to go be Mekadesh Le'as, or Le'akir Mary Reuven, Shimon could be one of the witnesses of the Kiddushin. No, a Shaliyah cannot become an Aid. And the Gemara asks, "My Tamad Deber Bishela, what's Bishela's reason?" If it's because he didn't tell him to be a witness, well, Ela Me'ata. If that's the case, Kiddush Isha Bifnish Naim. If a person makes a dish, a woman in front of two people, Velo Amar Lehem Atem Aidan, you didn't tell them you're my witnesses. Hachinami Delo Avu Kiddush. I guess it's not a Kiddush either. And you can't say that Ela. You have to say that Rav Amar Shalich Nasa. I had the reason. Rav holds that a messenger can testify, We're just strengthening what he's doing. The reason a messenger cannot testify is, Since it has been stated that a person's messenger is like him himself, it's as if he himself uh, was Mekadesh, and therefore he, he himself can't testify. So, Metive, the Gemara has a problem. Amar lishloshat seu vekadeshu lihaisha. If a person told three people, 
Gobi Mekadesh, a woman for me. Echad Shaliyah, Ushnaim Aidim, Divre Bet Shemai. Bet Shemai holds. One of them will be the Shaliyah to do the Kiddushin. The other two will be the witnesses. All three are messengers. Ve'en Shaliyah Na'asa'id. And a shaliyah cannot become the witness, and you have to find another two guys to be the witnesses. The machloket between Bechamai and Betilel is only when there's three. If there's two, according to everyone, they would not be able to testify. And this is a problem on Rav. He said the shaliyah na'asa'id. So the Gemara explains, Huda Marav would tell you, Kihaitana, like the following Tanatanya, Rabina Tano, Mirbet Shemai, Omim Shaliyah, Ve'ed Echad. Bet Shemai says, one of them will be Shaliyah, and the other one will uh, combine with him, and they'll be the, the witnesses. It's a messenger, and you need two different Aidim. But then it sounds like Ve'rav Kebet Shemai. You want to tell me that Rav holds like Bet Shemai, that. Uh, a shaliyah and one witness is good enough. Uh, that doesn't make sense to say that Rav holds like Bet Shemai. Everyone knows that the halacha is never like Bet Shemai. So the Gemara answers, Ipuch. No, you have to say opposite. The Rav holds that this Braita is opposite. That Bet Hilel holds you need a shaliyah and one witness. And that can combine two witnesses. And Bet Shemai says you need uh, one messenger and two witnesses. And he taught the whole thing opposite. That Rav Amar and Shaliyah Na'asa'id. That Rav is the one who said that a messenger cannot be the witness. And that Shaliyah can become a witness. That the messenger can in fact become a witness. And Amar Amar of Nahman. If a person told two people, God be Mekadesh, a woman for me, hen hen shaluhav, hen hen aidav. These are his messengers and they're also his witnesses. Vechen begerushin, and the same thing when it comes to divorce. Vechen bedinem amonot, and the same thing when it comes to money. If I send two people to pay back a loan, they're also my witnesses. Utsrikhan, I need all three cases. Because if you only were told me Kiddushin, I would have told you Mishum del Misra Kaate. I would have thought that you're coming to make her Asura on everyone, and therefore maybe we have to be Mahamir a little bit and add more people. No, therefore, I'm, he's coming to tell you that two messengers equals two witnesses, and they're the same. But however, about Girushin, by divorce, Maybe we have to worry that one of the messengers likes her and he wants to marry her. He put his eye on her. And maybe they'll lie when they'll say that uh, she's divorced when she's not divorced. And the Shita, Lonadalemi, explains that you're right, uh, one woman is not fit, it can't be for two men. But either each one thinks he could marry her, or you know they're thinking together. Maybe it'll be easier with Znut once she's. Uh, we say she's divorced at least, so maybe they'll lie over here, and that's why we need to mention this case also in Girushin that we do believe two messengers to be the two witnesses. And if you would have told me only Girushin, I would have said Mishum I would have said, listen, the reason we're going to believe both messengers as witnesses because listen they, they both can't marry her and they're both not going to lie aval mamona when it comes to money ema hanemiflag palge maybe they split the money and they said that we paid it back and maybe we shouldn't believe them that's why we need to tell you in all three cases that the messengers that are going to do it they're going to take care of the situation they can testify 
So Micah Sabar, what did Rav Nachman really hold when he said that when it comes to money, a shaliyah can become an aid? Ika Sabar, if he held that if someone lent out money to another person with two witnesses present, then he has to pay back with two witnesses, which in essence, the lender is saying, I don't trust you at all, and therefore I'm going to give you the money in front of two witnesses, and I want the money back in, fr- in front of two witnesses. I want proof that you paid back. And over here we're talking about a situation where you gave these two witnesses the money with two other witnesses watching. So I gave these, these two messengers, I gave them money, two other witnesses, person number three and four, are watching me give person one and two money. One and two is supposed to go and give the money to the lender. The problem with these two witnesses, they become now biased. Why? Because if they say we never gave the lender the money, so the borrower is going to say, okay, give me back the money. And they're not believed to say that we gave you the money because it had to be two witnesses, witnesses three and four were there. So now they're stuck over here. In order to get out of this, they're going to say, we gave the money to the lender, even though they didn't. It's the only way they're going to get out of this. So the Gemara ends off as follows. Rather, you have to say, Rav Nahman holds that if someone lent his friend money with the witnesses, you don't need witnesses to watch the money being given back. Once the borrower said he paid back, he's believed. And if the lender doesn't have proof that it's been paid back, he can't just pull out money from the borrower. Now, in regards to these two messengers, since they're believed to say that we gave back the money to the borrower, and they don't even have to swear because we're believing them. They're like, a total denial, you don't have to swear. And if that's the case, they could say that we paid back the lender, and we could use them as witnesses. And the Gemara adds that when Rav Nachman said a messenger can become a witness when it comes to money, he is not considered biased. It, that's only before the Hachamim set up this Shavuot it's a It's a Dirabanan swear that uh, a person who totally denies something still has to swear. Why? So the person claiming doesn't uh, doesn't get upset. At least, you know, he'll at least understand that the rabbis are trying to help him out. So here is a the rabbanan swear on the person who he's claiming against, and the the person will say, "I don't owe him any money." And okay, a swear is a swear. And but today that hachamim or metaken a swear mid that even when someone totally denies something, he still has to swear. So now when they say, we didn't give him the money, he's going to say, "Give uh, okay, so give me back the money. They're going to be stuck with a swear that they don't want to lie about. So they would just rather testify that they gave the money rather than lie to this person under oath that they gave him the money. And therefore, now that Hachamim made a Shavuot Heset, the, the rule is that the witnesses have to swear that they gave him the money. If anything comes up uh, 
Meaning if the lender says, I never got the money from them, they still have to swear. It's not just a, a, a testimony. No, they, they have to swear that they gave him the money. And if that happens, then the, the, the lender has to also swear that he never received the money. And then, okay, after all that happens, and then the borrower would have to pay the lender. Next. Bito. A man can be Mekadesh's daughter when she's a Na'ara, either him or his Shaliyah, Tanan Hatam. We learned Na'aram or Asahi Ve'aviyah Mekablin et Gita. A Na'ara that's engaged, her or her father can accept her get. The idea of here of Tanakama is that she technically has a hand, even if she's a Ketana, she has a hand, and therefore she can accept her get. And her father could accept her get. Listen, if he could marry her off, he could be Mekadesha when she's in Ara, then he could divorce her when she's in Ara. And the Maravi Yudah argues, and You can't have two hands controlling one body. Meaning, Her father accepts the get. And if she's not uh, competent enough to take care of her get, meaning she can't tell the difference between a regular piece of paper and a get, and she can't divorce her, even if you give the get to her father. And the idea is, Gman Gitin explains that Hachamim hold that the girl over here has rights to, to herself, and therefore she can accept her get. Her father, it's just an extra hand or a little bit of help that we're giving her. And again, this is only if she's engaged. If she's married, that's already she left his possession totally, and he can't accept it for her anymore unless she makes him the shaliach. She's the boss over here. And Rav Yehuda held that it's one of the other. You're right. Sometimes the father's in charge, and sometimes she's in charge. It can't be both. And there's certain situations where she's not competent enough to be able to hold on to that to get. And if she's not hold, uh, she's not competent. That you can't divorce her. Period. The rule is you have to send her from your house as long as she goes and she doesn't come back. But if she didn't just come back, then she's not competent. And and you'd have to say that according to Hachamim, a Na'ara could be Mekadesh herself, and according to Rav Yudah, she can't. Rabbi Yohanan Amar Machloket is only Legerushin. When it comes to Kiddushin, only her father can accept the Kiddushin. She is not strong enough to accept her Kiddushin. How does Rabbi Yohanan understand Rabbanan? Meaning, what's the difference between divorce and Kiddushin? Why is it when she's getting divorced... She can accept the, the the get, but when she's getting married, she can't accept the kiddushin for, uh, during the nara stage. And the reason is because gerushin When she's getting divorced, she's entering her father's possession. She's going back to her father's possession. Okay, then we say ben hiu ben avia. Then either her or her father can accept the get. However, Kiddushin de Mafkat Atzma Meshut when it comes to Kiddushin, she's taking herself out of her father's possession, then only Aviyah Velohi, only her father could do it and not her. Now the Gemara asks, Let's say a Ma'amar. A Ma'amar would be if there's a Yibum situation. Let's say Reuven's married to Le'ah, Reuven dies, no children, Le'ah has to marry Shimon, Shimon. Uh, it gives her an engagement ring, but we're going to get married, but uh, we know that doesn't really make a difference. The, the only thing that matters when it comes to Yibum is the actual action of Yibum. 
But what it does, this action of giving her something and saying, what it does is it disconnects her from the other brothers and that's sort of taking away power from her father. She's taking herself away from her father. And we learned, If Reuven was engaged to Leah and Leah was a Ketana, we don't do a ma'amar unless her father knows about it. And if she was an ara, whether she agrees or her father agrees, then we do it, meaning she's good enough. By Kiddushin, it's not like that. So what's the difference? So the Gemara says, Rather, you have to say, if it was said, this is the way it was said. What was Rabbi Yohanan's reason according to Rabbanan? Kiddushin de midata, Kiddushin that has to be done with her willingness, then avia velohi, only her father, not uh, not her. And that's why she can't be mitkadesh without uh, his uh, his consent. However, girushin de be'al korha, girushin can be done even by force. The, the husband can divorce her whether she likes it or not. Ben he, ben avia, then whether her or her father, whoever it is that accepts a get, that's good enough. But again, the Gemara asks, But what about Ma'amar, this Kiddushin that he does with the Yebama, the Midata, she has to give consent, and it says, It says, she or her father can accept that Ma'amar. So the Gemara explains, Over there, we're talking about a situation where the Ma'amar was done, whether she likes it or not, and it goes according to Rebi. Rebi holds that if someone threw Kiddushin money at a Yebama by force, then she's automatically connected to him, whether she likes it or not. The Tanya say Ma'amar If someone does a Ma'amar with his Yebama without her consent, Rabbi Omer Kana, Hachamim Omrim Lokana, Rabbi says she, she, you bought her, she's connected to him. And if they want to do a Halitza, they also need a divorce, and need a get and a Halitza. And Hachamim say he didn't do anything. And we will stop right here. Baruch Hashem le'olam. Amen ve'amen.